Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing what I do to support my physical and mental health so that I can plan my week. If you want to better support your physical and mental health to be more productive and get things done, then this episode has some tips you might like to try. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode. I'm going to be talking about how I listen to my body to plan my work. So I'm looking at both the physical and my mental health and the things that I do that help me to be productive and get things done. So my chronotype is a lark. There's either larks or owls, and I am definitely a lark. I'm a morning person and I'm more awake and energized first thing in the morning. This is when my brain is more able to focus as well. So I really benefit from getting up before the sun gets up. This helps me to tune into my circadian rhythm. And in the morning, we have an increase in our serotonin and I feel so much happier and looking forward to the day. And I really make the most of those increase in serotonin levels in the morning. I need movement though each morning. So first thing in the morning, I'm either at the gym three times a week doing an aerobic style workout, a HIIT type workout, and the other two days I walk in the morning. So the weekends are a little bit more lazy or my kids have sport, but these is my during the week activities that I do no matter what the weather is either. And then whereas I find I will do my yin yoga over the weekend, I'll try to do at least one session on the weekend, if not two another time during the week, if I can fit it in. If not, I'll just do my own practice at home, which is just doing one or two shapes. So once I've done my workout, I will come home and have a breakfast, a cooked breakfast of some kind. So I really need that fat and protein, which helps me feel good. Otherwise, if I have a sort of toast or just cereal for breakfast, I will notice my sugar crashing early in the morning before even the kids have probably even gone to school. So I really benefit from having things like baked beans, eggs, fried eggs, or um, an omelette. Avocado on toast is better than if I just had toast with jam on it. Porridge, I love eating porridge. And then there's sometimes I might even have French toast, so I'm having the eggs as well. But if I don't have that breakfast, I really notice how much that affects me through the morning and how much of a sugar craving I'll have. When it comes to the rest of the day, so morning tea looks like a piece of fruit, generally a green apple, and something else that I've might maybe made a high protein type of snack, a protein ball or something along those lines. At lunchtime, then I will between clients, I will have a salad with another protein. So it's generally falafels or chicken or fish. And then in the afternoon, this is when I'll have my cup of tea and English breakfast tea with almond milk and half a sugar. I'll have that with something 
nuts possibly or a biscuit I've maybe made, something else that'll help me just get through the rest of the afternoon. And then dinner. Dinner is generally a salad or vegetables with a protein like chicken, beef, lamb, fish at least once a week. The other options are maybe stir fries or a curry. And I find that I've really benefited taking dairy out of my diet apart from cheese, but the milk and the alternative I've been using has been almond milk. And I've made that's made a real difference to my gut health as well. Then when it comes to looking at my work, I don't usually schedule clients on a Friday. And if I do, it's later in the day. It's not first thing in the morning. This is when I need a clear head to get my admin work done. And also it's an opportunity for me to be a bit more creative because I said before that my chronotype is a lark, this is when I need to really focus in the morning to get those things done. So I'll time block and so I'll schedule tasks according to my day and also my energy. So my energy is high first thing in the morning up until sort of two o'clock. I can really do those those things that need brain power, like writing reports and session notes and content for social media, newsletters, and any of those really creative writing tasks. Whereas after three o'clock, there's no way that I can do any of those tasks. It's more along things that I've already got a process for, or that is a short task, an email, maybe an email response that I need to do. I really look at my week and fit in the tasks according to where I have the breaks in my day. So I will look from Sunday and then work out the tasks I need to get done, and then find those times throughout the week where I'm going to need to do, you know, things that need high brain power at the morning slot. So over the past few years, I've developed a lot better sleep routine. When my kids were young, I was terrible. I was trying to do things at nighttime when they'd go to bed. I just never seemed to be able to find time during the day. And so I'd be working late, sacrificing my sleep to get things done or it was things around the house that I haven't done. Whereas now I've got into a really great routine and I've really, really value my sleep. I've seen how much it influences the rest of my day and rest and my productivity, my mental health, as well as my physical health. So things that I'll do at nighttime in my sleep routine is I won't work past eight o'clock. And if I really have to do something, it means that I'll be going to bed a little bit later because I'll allow myself at least an hour without any digital technology. I will then brush my teeth, clean my face, use a roller bottle on my wrist and on my hands with essential oil. So it's generally lavender. I've got a magnesium cream that I'll put on the soles of my feet. And then I'll read my book for about half an hour, 40 minutes, depending on how tired I am. And I might then, after reading, listen to a meditation or a yoga nidra, depending how I'm feeling. And then this is a really recent one that I've added, is that I've started to tape my mouth. And the reason I'm taping my mouth is because I am a mouth breather. So this then makes me, reminds me to start breathing through my nose. When we breathe through our mouth, we're triggering to our bodies that we're in stress. So by reminding myself to breathe through my nose, I'm going to have a better sleep. I'm going to have an increased blood flow around my body, which also lowers my blood pressure. And it just really makes a difference to my sleep. When I don't do it, 
I notice that I'll be waking through the night. Whereas when I have been doing it and really consistently, I have a really deep sleep. I try to get to bed between 10 and 10.30. And especially because I'm such an early riser, you know, I'm up sort of at 5.30, quarter to six every day. I really need to get that decent amount of time in, which means I need to go to bed earlier. The other thing that I've been doing over the past few years, definitely since my business six years, is also looking at my menstrual cycle and working around that. So the week after a period ends, they call it the spring has arrived. This is when your estrogen is really high, you need less sleep, you have a high self-belief in yourself. So it's the best time to like break down habits that aren't serving you, like using your phone to scroll on social media. So you're going to try to break that habit just after you've finished your period. During this time, you really feel renewed and refreshed and positive. So you're ready to focus and take action on things. Your motivation to get stuff done is really high. You're less empathetic towards others and less patient, which is why then you want to use this time to really self-focus on what you want to achieve. And you can process complex ideas that you have because you have that ability to concentrate. So for myself, I would be then looking at putting a proposal together or maybe looking at a launch and the back end of a launch or fixing things on my website that require a little bit more brain power from me because it's not, doesn't come as natural. A great time also to research and learn new ideas. At the moment, I was looking into Pinterest and improving my Pinterest content as well. So this is a great time to learn about that for me after my period has end. It's also a good time to delegate tasks to other people. And then we move into week two. This is the second week after our period ends. And this is the summertime. This is when your estrogen is at its peak and you're using your heart brain. This is when you're dreaming about things and setting goals. And it's also a great time to connect with others. So obviously this is around ovulation. So that makes sense. This is when we want to collaborate and work with others and build relationships with people. Our energy is flowing. We're feeling calmer and at ease and everyone will enjoy your presence, including a partner, your family and your work colleagues. And so you can really live in the moment during this time. It's a great time for writing, creating maybe videos or webinars or making sales calls. It's not a great time though to start anything new. It's about working on things, old things that you want to improve. Then we move into week three, which is autumn time. This is when there's a decrease in estrogen and an increase in progesterone. So you're using your gut brain at this stage. So you're moody, you're maybe a little bit grouchy, you're more more assertive though, and you have lower expectations. Your self-doubt though increases and you may even have a little bit of anxiety and judgment towards yourself that increases. Your energy definitely drops off. This is though a great time to focus on inward tasks like editing and proofreading and creating order 
administration's tasks and setting up systems. I know I definitely feel like setting up systems. So when I'm doing something, I'll then write down the steps that I did to do something. I feel really motivated to help clients also do this. So if they've we've done something in a session, I will then definitely go back and document what we did when they want to refer back to it. And then there's week four, which is just before and during your period. And this is winter time. So this is when you're feeling irritable, tired, you have poor concentration, you might forget appointments and things that you have coming up, you might misplace things. But we are really highly intuitive during this time. And this is when we need to listen to our gut. You might find it really hard to focus and your body craves rest and to slow down. And myself, I crave sugar. You're less productive. It's not a great time to plan a launch for a business or high functioning activities that you need to do. It's a great time to reflect on things and in particular things that have gone well. I hope you found this really interesting and useful, me sharing some of the things that I do to support my physical and mental health. And you can take away some of the tips to try in your life. So thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you enjoyed this episode, then I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a review. This helps others find it who are also looking for tips and organizational strategies to simplify their life and prioritize their health. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss future episodes. You can also connect with me over at simplyhappy.com.au.